Welcome back to the Forever Young Podcast, a Chinese medicine-based podcast hosted by Chinese medicine graduates. We release episodes on every week on a Thursday, and if you're new here, feel free to subscribe or follow us to keep up to date with our uploads. I'm Brendan, and I'm joined by three other co-hosts. We've got Charlene. Hello. Nick. Yo, how are you going, guys? And Tim. Hey. All right, all right. Now we're on our second episode of this year. How are we feeling? Pretty good, pretty good. Yeah? I haven't talked to you guys in a week. Far out. Oh, a week. It's How so sad. Long. I saw so Tom long. on the weekend. Oh, I did. Yes, yeah, we had a party. Yeah, like a while nice. ago, though. Oh, so cute. Oh, Matt, Matt, Matt invited. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Matt. You were <laughs> invited. You were literally invited. Oh, uh, yeah, I was, wasn't I? I wasn't. Yeah, I didn't. Right. I totally, yeah, no, I totally did not go. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. Uh, what's anyway. today's topic? Today's topic, we're going to do uh, something that's been a hot, hot topic of the um, of the news nowadays: uh, coronavirus. <laughs> this just in. <laughs> <laughs> what? It, it has a proper name now. I think. I think it's called the novel coronavirus now. Ncov. Yes. Is, is there is there a reason why it's called the novel? Uh, because coronavirus, like coronavirus, is is a blanket term used for like. A lot of influenza type um, viruses. So and coronavirus is just like a is a branch of the influenza. Yep. So this is called novel novel coronavirus. Uh, yeah, do, you know, novel just means new. It just means yeah, new. Yeah, and then it's like 2019 something. Yeah, yeah. Ah, right. That makes sense. Okay, mm. okay. Um, so on the news, basically, they've been talking about a Wuhan um, outbreak. Obviously, Wuhan's where it originated from. I'm sure everyone's heard about that from the news or relative or whatever. Um, of course, we're our, de- our deepest sympathies for those that actually are affected by this terrible um, outbreak and this epidemic. Uh, I wanted to start off like that because we're going to be delving into more of the Chinese med side, the health side, preventions and all that stuff um, that we know about as much as possible. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. All right. So um, to start us off, shall we discuss uh, how the virus is transmitted and stuff? Has anybody got the, the official? Yeah. Um, uh, the, the official. Mm-hmm. I, haven't, I haven't got anything... Yeah, let me see. I think um, oh, I think sorry. it's mostly mostly acknowledged that it's like uh, airborne. Is that correct? Airborne, touch touch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Someone coughs correct? on you. Someone sneezes on you. Mm-hmm. Some nasty yeah. stuff. Basically, think of uh, regular flu, regular colds. That's how it's transmitted. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So currently, uh, today is. Um, oh right. Oh oh yeah yeah for shizzle. Um, okay. Go ahead, go ahead. Shall I got something to say? No, I was like, okay, um, something, something. And I was like, okay, that was really random. But no, continue. <laughs> yes, sneezing and coughing and airborne transmission, yes? So, yeah, wait, yeah. why is this one, like, why is this one an outbreak or whatever compared to, like, say, the flu? Because this one has been, I guess, crazier, but it's basically flu symptoms, right? If we're talking mm-hmm. about influenza, it's basically flu symptoms. So, should we maybe discuss why this one's been so 
so much more potent. Is that the word? Uh, Did you like, say that? Oh no, go ahead. Sorry. Are you talking about like how? Oh. Off to uh, a good start. We, we are. Yeah, we see, are. This is, what when, this is what happens when we're not like with each other. We can't, yeah, like signal to each other. Like, hey, I want to talk. <laughs> we always uh, talking on top of each other. Mm-hmm. Eh? Anyway, continue. Yeah, you go, Nick. No, no, no. I haven't got anything. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but does my question make sense? I love it. Does my question make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect okay. sense. Does anybody have an answer? What um, was the question again? I don't so know. why is oh, this one so? Why is the this coronavirus so bad if it's just like the flu, or um, just not the strand of the flu? Why is this actually oh, killing right. people and starting a pandemic? Well, I, I, I guess maybe uh, the general consensus and what I reckon is that um, it's due to that no one has any immunity against something like this, and it just so happens to weave between all the um, the immune responses and. Cause, yeah, cause havoc and not everyone has um, any defense against it and it's just n- not something we've geared against it, it's it's the same as like you know smallpox and the other epidemics that have been have, have affected us as a human race right is, is, would you say that or yes definitely yeah, I, think so. yeah, yeah. I agree yeah yeah and I mean like the human race has seen its fair share of uh, epidemics in its time and this is just one of them right yeah I think so uh, hopefully hopefully it doesn't kill us all but uh, I mean, that's, that's the aim not to. I mean, the Earth could probably do with a good, know. good cleaning, good internal cleaning. All yeah. right, guys. All I right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ease up. Ease up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So going right. back to um, what you were saying, B, I think because viruses, like they develop, like your body develops immunity to it. So it's not something like a bacterial infection that you can fight with antibiotics. It basically just relies on your body's ability to fight this thing that's invaded your body and i think because this strain has come from an animal that hasn't affected humans before i think this is why you're seeing kind of all of these cases right now because we literally have no immunity to it we've never experienced it before yeah, I mean, not everyone is exposed to uh, yeah those those type of pathogens out there, so we haven't developed any. If if if, if uh, the audience out there is familiar with the immune response, um, you know, there's your memory cells which retain the um, the information of a pathogen that that's previously destroyed, and if we're not exposed to it, then we don't retain any immunity against it. And this has happens, like I said before, it's it, it we between it and. Uh, we haven't really um, encountered it before. Um, you guys have anything to add to that? No. No, no I think that's exactly it. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. why we have things like the flu shot and stuff like that. It's pretty much someone has got it before and they just develop the antibodies or like the memory cells you were talking about. And then they, yep. they just provide you those cells that in the future you can just fight them off. Whenever you do encounter the same strain of flu or whatever, or cold or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So what? Um, oh, sorry. Oh, I was gonna oh, go continue on. So, what are the uh, symptoms of this novel coronavirus? Uh, Does anybody? They'd be similar to what you get when you have the flu: um, a fever, sore throat, like sneezing, coughing, runny nose type things. Um, yeah. The general flu symptoms. Yes, is that correct? but mm-hmm. I believe yeah. that it's 
probably affects your body more when you have an underlying health condition or your immunity is weaker already. So kind of older people and yeah, those with other diseases and other things happening. it's good that you pointed that out because um, the rising death toll of this epidemic is mainly due to those who are either immunodeficient or, uh, you know, older age or like, you know, infants or anything like that. So that's contributing mostly to the death toll. So uh, as of now, uh, what's the date today? Today is the 11th of uh, February. Um, the death toll is at um, uh, 1,018 recorded um, deaths. Uh, the recovered is at four thousand forty-three, um, which is obviously not the gra- not not a great um, number um, to see that amount of people dying in the world. Um, but uh, at the same time, like like we said, if you're more subject to the harmful um, the harmful effects of the coronavirus, if you're immunodeficient or or subject. yeah, if you're like elderly or immunodeficient, um, that yeah. that number can scare you know the average the average person that doesn't really understand the situation um that 1018 or you know any any high number of deaths um but those that are dying are you know more of that elderly or the really young so it's not just like the everyday person that is getting the coronavirus and dying from it mm-hmm. um there are 43,000 cases of coronavirus in the world at the moment, so that's that's quite a you know uh, quite a bigger number than you know the amount that die. So obviously those that get it are in that sort of healthy healthy type of person, um, but obviously showing symptoms and stuff. But yeah. you know they will recover. They're just in isolation or incubation. Yeah. And mm-hmm. another statistic to go with those numbers is that is only twenty percent of cases um, that have kind of gone the wrong way so have died whereas 80% of the cases um, have recovered or yeah been discharged so they haven't actually been super affected by the coronavirus so that's also important to keep in mind yeah I I think it's really good that we're definitely on the I think once these sort of like good stuff start happening it's only going to go up from here I think everyone's done a good job of like spreading awareness and trying to contain those who already have the the disease and stuff like that so i think it's only up from here to be honest yeah yeah um what's what's kind of, what's kind of interesting is that the uh, I've, I've just it's it's good that we've kind of talked about this because the news tends to you know like, like nick said a lot of people get scared over these numbers but you want to keep that in mind when we're talking about coronavirus to other people and stuff like that yeah Yeah. Um virus. Like what can we do? What does Chinese medicine kind of how can we help in this? I guess is my question. Yeah. Um no, well this comes back to like treating the symptoms and not the syndrome. Um and that's that's what Chinese medicine is all about. Um and it can get a bit confusing when we're talking about Western medicine and Chinese medicine. Um, and especially when people are asking a lot of questions, um, you know, can, can Chinese medicine treat coronavirus? Can Chinese medicine treat cancer? You know, things like this. Um, but you got to come back to 
what is actually happening in the body. You know, yes, Chinese medicine can treat a cough and a fever and you're sneezing and stuff like that. So you just take it back to, you know, what it actually is. Um, and then, yes, of course, Chinese medicine can treat this. You know, we've treated it for thousands of years now. So, um, yeah, just taking it back to the symptoms um, and then, you know, in in the Chinese medicine world, taking that back to the pathogenesis and the etiology and help trying to treat the root cause of the condition. Um, would you say, hey Nick, would you say that um, Chinese medicine, because uh, a lot of people I feel like, um, because we haven't had a proper vaccine or, or, or studied a proper medication for specifically the coronavirus do you think that the treatment for coronavirus is specifically um is specific is specifically sorry a uh, symptom based or do you think it's the route that we could go into in terms of chinese medicine um i th- well s- sort of both um they well they're doing quite a good job in china treating this with chinese medicine um i read something t- just today about a whole heap of cases being treated with Chinese medicine and how they were getting all these recovery rates and stuff. Um, and that just goes back to treating, you know, the root cause and, and treating it like like you would treat any other condition that walks into your clinic. Just because it's got this label of coronavirus doesn't mean that it's untreatable or it's, you know, so new that we got to come up, you know, we got to reinvent the wheel. Just take a step back and be like, okay, well, you have you know, all these symptoms, let's just treat accordingly. Yeah, um, upon he- uh, on, on hearing that, it, it really dim- diminishes the fear. Like, why why is there so much fear towards this particular, um, this particular sickness? Um, of course, it is scary. It is, it, is a, it is a scary thing to think about. Um, but I feel like that there are some, there are some cases of, you know, the simple flu, um, causing deaths around around the world for those who aren't fortunate enough to get treatment for it. So then, it it, it I, I pose the question: Why is it that this specific coronavirus is something that um, everyone is up in arms about? You know, it's like yeah, uh, I, I, I kind of understand, um, but at the same time, I don't know. It's beyond me. I feel like I don't watch the news either that much. Just to well, put that out there. I think it's I think it's partly because you know it sort of come on very quickly. Um, and has affected a lot of people. You know, it, it come on strong, and people started to, you know, get really affected by this and start dying. And you know, so then it started that mass outbreak of, what are we going to do? Um, and in the Western medicine side, they don't really have that symptom and syndrome to fall back on, like like Chinese medicine does. Um, they really have to treat the syndrome. Um, and come up with a medicine that's very specific for this coronavirus. Um, oh, that, that's, that's a good point. Like you were talking about how um, in the Western medicine side, they have to analyze like what is causing it. And because what is causing it isn't fully identified, I guess that kind of plays into that fear. Is that right? Yeah, I would say so. You know, it's hard to come up with an exact answer in medicine. Um, and yeah, that's why, yeah. you know, Chinese medicine has has the benefit of being able to have multiple answers um actually yeah no it's good it's 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 good that you talked about the um western medicine side i I recently came across an article um i don't know where i found it but um i don't know when i found it sorry but i found on a the abc website 
and they had just talked about how Australia was the was the first country in I guess weirdly putting it the race for um, culturing the coronavirus. Australia was the first one to actually do it. Oh yeah, and yeah, I believe they were yeah, the first yeah. one to make it outside of a person or something. Yeah, they yeah yeah to culture it, it to culture um, it Ooh. in one of the labs in Melbourne actually. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, uh, I mean, hear, hearing that, that's like the first step for Western medicine to create a vaccine. And that's, that's it's the first step for usually any um, epidemic or any disease that uh, we're, we're looking forward to, uh, we're not fully familiar with to uh, create a like vaccine and, and or a treatment for that. And it's actually quite good, but I don't know, I feel like that news gets drowned out by the raising death toll and stuff, you know? Oh, of course, but that's... That's the media. But um, together, I think, you know, Western medicine and Chinese medicine can fight this quite well. Um, yeah, you know, yeah we can, I think so too. You can treat a great populace with Western medicine and try to eradicate the disease and, you know, but you'll never, you'll never get rid of it completely. So, I mean, Chinese medicine is good to help the symptomology and help treat it and contain it. And if you do get the disease, Chinese medicine can be really good to to treat your symptoms yeah 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 and um like we, we we see those type of symptoms all the time in the clinic like you said you know um so it's it's kind of good to rest rest your mind at that at least um did you want to did we want to move on to more of like what we think of the chinese medicine uh, like delve a little bit deeper into the chinese medicine perspective of this actual sickness you know in terms of uh, syndrome and stuff like that uh can anyone really identify uh the main you know, pathogens and stuff like that and the the pathogenic pathogen, pathogenesis oof tongue words um <laughs> yeah can't talk but uh can you does anyone want to discuss that uh i actually have no idea for like path syndrome and pathogenesis for coronavirus if you guys could enlighten me if if, if you could do you think do you think the best way to do it is to uh look at the symptoms purely purely just at the symptoms of the flu of flu like and stuff like that do you think um do you think that you could identify the pathogenesis just solely through the symptoms uh, observed uh, I, 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 I would say that without like obviously anything in the textbooks you would you can sort of just uh assume from the symptoms so like stuff like fever stuff like like coughing and stuff like that you could assume that maybe it would be like some sort of heat some heat symptoms and some damp symptoms like that yeah yeah one of the one of the um defining factors uh well the defining symptoms of a uh, coronavirus is the fever is that right yeah um fever and yeah fever sore throat uh shortness of breath um so i personally i would be thinking a lot of that um excess in the upper jowl um, you know, uh, pathogens invading type stuff. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like a EPF kind of thing, invading the lung, invading the upper jowl. Does it does it affect? Do you think it affects the heart or anything like that? Um, not by not by what I can see in just just the symptoms of the coronavirus itself. Um, but I, you know, Chinese medicine, you obviously got to base on individual. So these people. And especially the ones that are being affected the most, um, which are the elderly, would have more than one condition happening at the same time. So yeah, their that symptoms, is true. Their symptoms yeah. would vary um, quite a lot. Um, but obviously, yeah. they've 
they've narrowed it down to to quite a, f- a few symptoms. Um, and yeah, they look like they look like that wind heat type type of pathogen. Yeah, yeah. So you can't really put everyone in the same box, and it's just like that's their type of condition. I mean, they fell ill to and had the EPF invade their body because they were deficient or something um, in, yeah, more than their constitution and things like that. And I guess, yeah, and, and um, like, for example, they, they could have a weak spleen that couldn't, or sorry, a weak kidney that couldn't uh, support the lung and then the lung was invaded or something like that. Um, yeah, so well, it, yeah. you just look at, um, you know, your flu-like symptoms such as coughing, sore throat and fatigue, and you, you can immediately associate all that with the lung, um, whether that is like lung dryness or lung yin, um, you know, so the lung the lung isn't doing that DD function, so you're getting that fatigue. Um, it's not bringing the chi right down um, into the lower jowl, so you know it's not nourishing the kidneys to make the chi. You know, it's it's a whole it's the whole system. Yeah, things we've studied before about flu and colds and stuff like that. Is that correct? Yeah, and you know it takes it back to that you know not inventing reinventing the wheel. Um, that's, you know, the, the virus is highly contagious, uh, which you, you have to keep mindful of, um, but so is the flu, you know? Yeah. I mean, even reading these stats on, on, um, on, on this webpage, um, just want to shout it out worldofmeters.info slash coronavirus. If you guys want to check it out, um, even looking at it, all the, all the statistics, like the incubation periods, two to 14 days, it's quite similar to, um, quite similar to the flu itself, you know? You don't catch it. No, you catch it, and then you know a couple of days after you're feeling a little bit sick. You know. Yeah. What yeah, sort definitely. of what's what sort of formulas would you guys, um, if this is like you just were presented the symptoms and you're not sure if this is like coronavirus or just like a cold and flu, what sort of formulas would you like? I what think, sort of formulas yeah. would you yeah, try and target or try and use for these sort of symptoms? I think well, as just like a blanket first knee jerk reaction, it'd be Intel Sun. Just like just knee jerk, mm-hmm. just uh, just because uh, you know the, the heat is there, um, you want to get rid of that heat, of that heat, and of course the flu we associate with wind. Want to get rid of it through that. Um, after analyzing them a little bit more and sussing them out um, in terms of you know their their constitution and how their body their body quality and the quality of their their organs and stuff like that, I'd I'd go you know further into the pathways if they're deficient in one side you know i think it's i think that's pretty much the pathway for anyone treating in terms of chinese medicine right mm-hmm, definitely yeah so um in i guess the yeah first line of defense yin chao san does anyone have any other um other formula suggestions that they would go for um depends if there's more of that like yin deficiency side as well um I had a formula on the top of my head and now I forgot it. <laughs> I don't have my book right here. Oof. Oof. So well, disappointing. Describe it, describe it. We could try we could try a guessing game. No, I forgot it. <laughs> but it is a yin deficiency um nourishes Cough the, formula? Yeah, nourishes the lungs. Um it's got my mendong in it. Um but <laughs> that doesn't Run help on. at all. Um Yeah, so it depends. Um but you could start to look there, and especially in, like going back to the elderly thing, um, mm-hmm. they're going to be more yin deficient. So you can you can almost target that yin um, and boost that up a bit. Um, yeah, and if if the EPF is pretty aggressive in itself, um, it would drain the yin too. So it's a good one to look at. 
definitely. I was thinking, obviously, we can't use this formula in Australia, but I saw some articles saying Ma Xing Shi Gantang. It has Ma Huang, Xing Ren, Shi Gao, and Zhe Gantau. So it's to stop a lot of that sort of like lung qi, like to help it with dispersing and stop it from like wheezing um, with some like Shi Gao and stuff like that for like the lung heat and Xing Ren to stop like. Uh, to promote like this bursting of lung chi, yeah, and stopping of cough, um, stuff like that. Is yeah, something definitely. I wish we could use here, but but you, uh, it's definitely ballpark. Um, you know, you can substitute those herbs, of course, and um, but yeah, that's that's definitely where I would go too. Um, especially some of that sugar, depending on how much of a fever or um, the singren to help the cough. Um, would yeah. any of you guys consider Xiao Chai Hutang? That's a good question, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Just because, like, I think one of the symptoms is, like, like chills and fevers. So it's like you get the, sort of that Xiaoyang sort of pattern as well as, like, using that Huang Qin and, like, Ban Xia to help with that lung heat and, like, the dampness for the phlegm. Yeah, um, you could if it wasn't... S- if it wasn't a excess above and deficiency below, I believe that's what it says in the Shang Hanlun. Um, I did have to look that up, but I was reading about this just the other day. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, um, I I think it could be considered as a not so um, not so obvious choice because you know, like we just went, you know, we thinking all that excess. Clearing pathogens, mm-hmm. tonifying yin, um, but yeah, I think that that could definitely be an option if you're stuck mm-hmm. in that Xiaoyang um, type spot with that alternating chills and fever and uh, the heat and you know releasing the exterior and stuff like that. So. Would you guys yeah. consider like acupuncture and stuff like that? Do you think it's like necessary, or do you think it will help with symptoms and stuff like that? Uh, and what sort of points would you use if if you were to say yes? Yeah, I think I'm, I'm personally uh, more into, like, I, I swear by my acu more than my herb knowledge. But so for for me, yeah, I'd, I'd do my acu, but of course I'd take the proper con- uh, precautions to, you know, sterilize and do all that stuff because it's pretty important at this point because it's highly contagious. Um, but yeah, I would I would consider acupuncture and it'd be like, like we said earlier, just the, the, a general flu one, but we target more of the heat. Um, so just getting rid of the, the heat from the upper jaw and, um, the, uh, the damp and, and all that, um, so what making you, sure to nourish. Sorry, B, what, so what are your, some of your general flu points? Um, uh, just ballpark. I, I think I'd go towards, uh, your large intestine four, large intestine 11. Um, I think in this case, uh, would you guys prefer lung seven, lung nine? What do you think? Lung yeah, four, either or, or lung four or five. Yeah. I, I, lung seven or lung nine, depending on symptoms, but yeah. Yeah, I'd go as is it, wait was the one um, is it lung I, I keep forgetting whether it's lung four or lung five the one next to the tendon of the, uh, lung yeah, five elbow. lung five lung yeah. five right yeah so it doesn't uh, matter about name as long as you know the location right yeah exactly <laughs> man nah um, I always in, in 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 clinic I always get them confused and I always wrote them the opposite and everyone still kind of got it where I was got where I was going I'm like yeah sweet it's, anyway it's not the name that treats it's the point that treats that's right that's <laughs> oh, that's very wise of you. That was that ah, was thank very. You, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, long, long. 
Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so, yeah. So I would probably. Yeah, no, I'd target probably that area, um, all of that, uh, especially uh, long. Oh, I forgot already. Long five, right? No, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd, 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 I would, I would opt out for long five. It, it's, it's a quite a. Un, I, 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 do you guys use it a lot? Uh, I, don't, I can't say it's underrated just yet, but do you guys use that a lot? Um, yeah, it's a pretty good point. Uh, being mm-hmm. the Hersey point, um, clearing a lot of that heat in the upper jaw, um, yeah. could definitely yeah. be used. Yeah, I I tend to use that a fair bit when I see a lot of heat, heat presentations and uh, a lot of excess stuff that's stuck in the lung. Uh, lung five comes to comes to mind. Um, would you guys opt to use four gates? Ah, uh, yeah, possibly if you're trying to move um, quite a bit. That large intestine four liver three combination. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's some other points? See, would you use CV seventeen? To like help descend because the, the part of it's shortness of breath and you want to control that that uh the lungs to like help descend and the dd function and all that would you would you opt out for uh cv17 yeah you could um de- yeah again depending on the symptoms but yeah cv17 is good at you know opening up the chest and descending um, you could also yeah. use like a pc6 to open up the chest oh, pc6 yes yes oh my god uh, or, like it, everyone uses that <laughs> Yeah, or you could go like flip them over and do the back shoe points and. Um, what what back shoe points would you do? Probably the lung, at least <laughs> lung <laughs> and kidney <laughs> to help the kidney grasp. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, that's a, what you touched on before about the the touching on the the yin deficiency and consuming yin. I think um, alongside to make sure it doesn't happen again to just fully strengthen the body, strengthening the kidney is probably quite important. Yeah, like they say, prevention is greater than cure, right? Yeah, and you want to tonify, like you want to uh, get rid of the uh, the excess or the EPF from the lung, and uh, the lung is going to be weakened and everything like that. So to tonify the kidney, it, it, it'll build it back up after a while. Yeah, more than likely the spleen as well, trying to get rid of some of that damp. Um, depends yeah. if they're coughing anything up or, you know, what the other symptoms are, if they're feeling very lethargic and quite heavy and, you know, they've got that very damp constitution um could you, you might could want you, to use um, those points as well could you uh blame uh, I'm, I'm missing the word in my head um but could you blame the lethargicness and all that on a, any consumption of chi and blood in relating to this condition at all what do you think what do you guys think uh personally i would say like that lethargy and the fatigue is probably more due to the lung not being able mm-hmm. to send the chi or disperse, descend or disperse, right? Yeah. Yeah, both. Yeah. Oh, so like the lung function is down and that's the result of it, correct? Yeah, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. Um, how about some um, lifestyle tips to maybe either, I mean, if so, if someone's listening that's affected. Um, well, uh, what's, yeah. what's some of the stuff that, you know, we can do to help prevent the spread of the coronavirus and... Um, you know, just just in general, and then we'll might talk about the Chinese med side. But how, yeah, how do you guys feel about the whole face mask thing? I've heard I've I've heard different things about this. What, uh, what do you mean? <laughs> as in, as in, like uh, people have made it uh, compulsory, advised. I don't, I don't know what the word, but um, to wear like the kind of surgical mask kind of thing. Mm. Do you think that actually makes a difference? I think it's a good. I, I think it, I think it does. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, probably. Well, Charlene, what, you, well, Charlene, what you're saying? I was going to say, I think it's like a good kind of precaution to take. Um, but as long as you're kind of aware that it won't like 100% prevent you from getting it, like it's good to have good hygiene measures and to kind of um, protect yourself a bit. But it's not a like 100% prevention type of thing. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard that, it, you know, you should wear it and you shouldn't, like you should wear it. And I've also heard that it does nothing. So I guess having uh, ha- having that there, there doesn't hurt, right? Yeah, well, if yeah, you, I think, oh, if sorry, you go back to how it's transmitted, if it's like someone coughing or sneezing on you and then it's kind of like the fluids, if you're kind of protecting yourself from that, it's like an added layer of protection as well. So what were you saying? Yeah, and yeah. Uh, making sure that you're wearing your face mask properly. Mm-hmm. Um, they did put out a big campaign and stuff about well about how to wear face masks um and making sure that it covers both your nose and your mouth um and goes under your chin just to prevent any spreading or any pathogens getting in that's very important some people get very lazy and put them under their nose or just wear yeah, them yeah. like you know keep For pulling fashion. them down under yeah you know mm, keep pulling yeah. them down under their chin and stuff like that but um it's important to remember that well, they're one use. So as soon as you take it off, you you have to throw it in the bin, um, or as soon as you touch it. So. I think yeah. I remember looking at this post talking about like, do you know how there's like different types of masks that you can like buy and wear and stuff like that? Um, I think mainly the surgical masks are probably like the easiest to like get and to breathe through. Um, do you know the paper masks that you can buy from like? cheap stores and stuff like that they, they're just white and they're like really really thin oh yeah yep. from daiso yeah from daiso i think they're i think i've read where they're pretty much uh pretty much useless they're more for like dust preventative and stuff like that whereas the surgical masks add that sort of it's like a fluid barrier whereas the paper masks don't actually do anything uh, i wanted to throw back a little bit to uh me uh to Tim, real quick, do you remember <laughs> those masks that we had when we were living in China? Uh, the ones that we um, used to clean, we uh, wore when we were cleaning our house? Yes. That? yes. Yeah. So I kept those and I don't know why I kept them, but then, because like, cause the special thing about this one, guys, is that they have a filter on the side and it was like this weird, like it's a 3M one and it has a filter on the side and I'm like, why? where would I ever use this? And then the coronavirus happened. Oh, oh, okay. I can use this now. Like it's yeah. actually useful. Yeah, it's so yeah. good. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. that mask is called the N N95 mask, and that one is like, it's like hard to breathe, but it's actually like so much better in terms of like protection against these sort of stuff. Yeah, and if you if you do have access to those, um, I would opt out for the better ones um, rather than just like you know your your average. Uh, Ten no multi pack. I guess, I guess the if you only have access to the multi packs, by all means. But um, obviously, opt out for the better ones. Um, another one, another tip that I would go for too is uh, constantly sanitize your hands, um, especially if you've been touched if you're in public places and all like that, and carry a, a bottle of hand sanitizer or something. And yeah, and in, um, hand washing is very important. Like proper hand hygiene is very important. Yeah, yeah, especially if you're like working in service or if you're all that. I know, I know my, my own workplace is promoting 
um, promoting for us to use um, hand sanitizer a lot more when in contact with other people because obviously we would so we're in contact with hundreds and hundreds of people a day so the emphasis on keeping proper sanitary uh practices like sanitizing your hands and all that and keeping a distance not too close is is something that is um important yeah and yeah like i was saying like making sure you're washing your hands properly so that um this might sound stupid but i'm going to talk you through it so you know wetting your hands first and then applying soap um, and rubbing it into your hands. And the whole process should take about as long as a happy birthday. Yeah, um, I was just going to say that. So I was just going to say that. People sing happy birthday, the so- like the happy birthday song while they wash their hands and then it's the proper amount of time. Um, if you look online, there should be diagrams of how to properly wash your hands. Um, for the hospitality workers, there's an actual like, like rub the, to clean under your fingernails and stuff like that. Yeah, just that's ensure right. That you, should, you should always be scrubbing under your fingernails. Um and stuff like that. So, it's it's imp- it's good to use hand sanitizer, but it's also very important to make sure you're washing your hands, um, because hand sanitizer it's mainly alcohol based, and will just coat your hands, and will keep the bacteria on your hands. So, but it will coat it, so it can't go onto any other surfaces. But it's important yeah. to wash that away um, every so often. And I guess this this becomes more emphasize when we're in public places like for those who take the train in the morning or um in the afternoon uh, during peak hour you do want to have your mask up you do want to have your sanitizer ready um not uh, obviously you want to just take more precautions because you're in contact with more people and um increases the likelihood uh, any likelihood of any contact um not not to fear it like you shouldn't avoid it altogether because you need to take the train but um yeah, just to just to keep it in mind and, and more emphasised for uh, those times. Yeah. Yeah, and just emphasising on that point again that you know this this virus itself is affecting the elderly uh, population a lot more than it's affecting that healthier, you know, middle aged range. So there's not so much to fear about this coronavirus. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. obviously take take the necessary precautions but we don't all have to you know fear it and go out and you know cause yeah, mass riots or anything yeah don't get out don't go out like keep doing what you're doing every day um i feel like 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 we have said earlier the the, the news and everything it, it is scary but we're all yeah, safe dramatic we take the dram- proper precautions we should be fine there is that, that's a word yeah yeah um <laughs> I, I think we're about the end about the end of this right now real quick how long um, do you reckon um the coronavirus will stay for or like before we like find a cure or like like people reckon, being cautious and stuff like that how long do you reckon it's going to stay for stay around for i reckon a cure and yeah a, a known cure latest will be end of march latest in my opinion that's just a, that was just like a a ballpark like a shot in the dark kind of like date i put in there but i reckon end of march is damn one month that's at. pretty that's pretty soon then I yeah, think I'd they're say, predicting the so. end of. I think they're predicting by June that they'll have it on in wraps, because um, I know a few people that are that had planned to go to China, um, and mm-hmm. for a conference, and the conference has been postponed till June. So, I but I don't know how official that is, or anything. But yeah, I believe, I believe June is somewhere near the mark. Charlene, what's your guess? Uh, 
Also, it's like winter in China right now, so the flu is going to be more common. And as I guess the weather starts to warm, you'll probably see less cases, is my opinion of it. That doesn't help at all, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a fair point. Um, you know, that comes back to that symptomology, I guess. You know, around winter time, we're going to have more of this flu type um, symptoms. All right, I think uh, we're about we're about time right now. Should uh, yeah. Does anybody up. have anything else to say? Um, just while we're here, any other little remarks? Open in the floor. I'm good. They're going no, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wash your hands. I love it. Yeah, wash your hands. Keep keep clean, guys. Keep, keep your cough to yourself. Clean. Yeah. Ca- oh, cover yeah. your mouth when yes. you cough. Some people just don't do that. Oh my god. So, was, it, was that what you were about to say, Charlene? Did I steal it out of your mouth? No, I was going to say, as always, thank you for listening to the Forever Young podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and join our discussion page. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Let us know what you want to hear about next. And yes, and as always, we're the Forever Young podcast, and we'll hear from you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.